Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Man, I am so glad to be with you all today. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Aaron Burke, and I am the lead pastor here at Radiant Church. One church, six locations that are all joining us right now. And I'm just um, so honored what God's doing in our church. A lot of our locations are under construction here at South Tampa. We're blowing out walls and building an awesome kids space. And we got a brand new Brandon facility, which by the way, it was just announced today that our Brandon, our new Brandon facility is opening, our grand opening on August the 22nd. Come on somebody, that's a miracle right there. And. I love what God's doing at our Heights location, North Tampa, St. Pete. Good times to be at church today. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to open up to Mark chapter 10. It's the start today of 21 days of prayer. We take two times every year where we really put aside 21 days to seek God. And I strategically do it in August. And here's why. Because I want to shake you out of what we call the summer slump. And, and you guys all got it. We all get it. We all kind of get on some routine that's not realistic. Watch a little bit too much Netflix. Come on, a little bit, a little bit too many, too many donuts. Come on, I know what it's like. And 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 I gotta get shaken out of that summer slump. And so I always challenge at the beginning of August with a message on prayer of seeking God. And so we're gonna take the next 21 days and we're gonna seek God together. We have 6 a.m. prayer at our locations on Monday and Wednesday. We got noontime prayer um, all a uh, few days a week, and and we got stuff on Saturdays. It's a time just to press in. So I'm gonna give you a message today on how to press in. I think it'll help you. John chapter 10, we're going to look, I mean, Mark chapter 10, we're going to look at verse 46, and I want you to see it right here. It says, then they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, say Bartimaeus, it's very good, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting along the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. I, I'm ready for a church that gets a little bit desperate like that. Church that just says, you know, I don't care if anybody else quiets me down. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going to keep going after Jesus. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep just shouting him down. Come on, somebody. Are you with me today? It, it, it's, it's a little bit of perseverance that this guy had. And they said, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and called him and said, and he said, call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up. Get on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped on his feet and came to Jesus. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. What a question right there. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, Jesus said. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. We're going to do something unique for the start of 21 days of prayer today. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write down the the title of today's message. If you're not taking notes, I want you to write down the title of today's message. And it's simply, I'm going to teach you today of how to pray about it, how to product, how to pray about it, how to pray about it. Lord, I pray that as we go into this message, that you would challenge us, transform us. And I p- believe that there's going to be a lot of transformation, just like in the life of Bartimaeus, that'll happen in each of our lives today as we draw close to Jesus. We pray this all in your name. And everybody that agrees at every location says... Amen, amen, amen. I don't know about you, 
but I am a big Olympics fan. Anybody been watching the Olympics the last uh, week? Like, I love it. I think it is so fun. I've got my kids into it, so we've made it a point. Like, we schedule our day around Japanese time so that we can be there to watch it live. I don't want to watch the replay. I want to watch it live of what's happening. And, and I don't know if this has happened to you guys, but it's happened to me that as I've watched the events, I've caught myself saying this statement. I can do that. Come on, how many have said at least one? Like, I, I saw the people jumping and doing like the twist off the diving board, and I was like, I could do that. I could do that. My kids, we were watching swimming the other day, and they're like, Daddy, I don't even know why these people are in the Olympics. Like, we could swim that fast. So I was like, prove it right now. Let's go down here to this pool. They tried to go from one end of the pool to the other end of the pool. They're exhausted. And I'm like, you see, it's harder than it looks on the screen. I have this one theory that would help the Olympics. They haven't asked me, but here's my advice, okay? My advice is put one ordinary person in the Olympics. Can I hear it? Can I mean, like, one average Joe. Like, you just got done eating your fast food, and then you swim the 400. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then let's, let's figure it out. Like, dive off a diving board like a normal person, and then let's see the, reg- the pros. And it makes a difference when you realize it's a lot harder than it looks. And that, my friends, is what I would equate prayer to. Because at church, we get in this world where we just say, pray, pray about it. Pray about it. You got a problem? Pray about it. You have issues? Pray about it. You see the people on, on you know, TV and they, they pray so great. And you hear people on the stage and you hear Katie praying. You're like, wow, man, she's a pro. I, I guess I could try that. And then have you ever tried to pray about it? Like, have you ever tried? I remember my early days going to pray about stuff and so I'd go, okay, I'm going to really connect with God. This is going to be it. I'm going to have that moment with God. And, and I sit down and I'm all, you know, ready and I'm all calm. I'm all ready to go. And then I, I go to pray and then I start there and I start praying and I go passionately and fervently in prayer. And, and about, I go through all of my list and everything. And by the time I'm done, it's been like 15 seconds. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Like, how am I supposed to pray about stuff? It doesn't make sense. And so what I want to do is I want to help you figure out how to pray about it. Because at Radiant Church, write it down in your notes, we have, a prayer mo- we have a motto in our life, in our world, that we use. And we use it every single Sunday. And it's this prayer motto that we call, pray first. Pray first. And you're going to get a, a band on the way out today, these little orange bands. We all wear them all over town. We can spot each other in restaurants. And, and uh, you know, I, I saw some people in the airport the other day, and they came up. They're like, Pastor, I see you. Like, we're all in this thing together. But it's more than a band. It's a lifestyle we live where we learn how to pray first. So we say things like, listen, before you go into that job interview, what are you going to do? Come on. Before you ask that girl on a date, you're going to do what? Girls, before you say yes, you're going to do what? You're going to pray first before, uh, let me just say this, before you post something on social media, come on somebody, we're going to pray, before you respond to that post on social media, (laughs) oh man, I've caught myself the last couple weeks, before you take that job, before you quit that job, you're going to do what? You're going to pray first, but listen, before you respond to that person that cuts you off in traffic on 275, you're going to do what? Come on somebody, I'm trying to keep you out of jail today. It'll help you. It'll help you if you learn this art of learning how to to pray first. But the problem with that is we tell people all the time, pray, 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 pray. And I don't know if we teach people how to pray. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a few minutes and I'm just going to get real practical. I've been on the stage in a few weeks. so I'm going to get real practical with you guys. We got a fun kind of time to come home evangelistic series happening in a couple weeks. You're all going to get your yard signs, invite all your friends. But today we're going to be a church family. I'm going to help you take your prayer life 
to the next level. And here's why. Write it down in your notes. Because how you pray determines who you become. So a lot of you guys, it's not just, oh, well, I tried and I'm, I'm sure my prayers are good. No, 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 no. There's a way to pray that matters. So it's not if you pray. I know you're praying. I know you're trying. I know, you're, I know you pray for your kids. and I know you pray for your spouse. I know, you, I know you're trying. It's not if you pray. It's how you pray that determines the, the result. So I want to help you learn how to be effective in your prayers so that you can pray prayers that actually produce some results in your life to bring some breakthrough in these next 21 days because I'm all about God's people walking in breakthrough. Can I get a good amen today, church? So let's learn how to pray four things. Write it down in your notes. Number one is that if you want to learn how to pray, you got to pray specific. you got to pray specific. I grew up in kind of the church culture, you know, where you just didn't tell anybody what you were praying about. You know, it's like, hey, what do you need prayer for? Well, God knows. Come on, how many have seen those? Like, God knows what's going on. God knows what's going on. Um, a part of that, I don't blame you, because how many know that many times the, the, the church prayer group is the gossip group of the church? <laughs> Come on, how many know what I'm saying? Like, they get together like, you know what I heard? Just so y'all can pray about it. <laughs> this is not at Radiant Church, by the way. <laughs> I have a serious request about Glenda. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> like, you just want to tell us about her. But, but here's the problem with that, is that we pray these things. We say things like, well, what is your prayer needs? It's unspoken. Well, that's probably your problem. That's probably the problem. Like, this is what this guy tried to get away with. He tries to get away with how we pray. Look how he says in the scripture. When he heard that Jesus was nearby, here's what he cries out. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. These are prayers like, God, just bless us. Peace on earth, Lord. That is what we need. That's my only prayer, peace on earth. You're not running for like Miss USA. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you don't need to pray that. That's, that's, that's not the prayer that produces results. So he, Jesus tells him, he says, no, get that guy over here. Get that guy over there. No, no, forget, have mercy on me. Let's forget the church phrase. And he says this statement, what do you want me to do for you? That right there, you should underline your Bible. That phrase right there is probably one of the most powerful phrases in the Bible. Jesus looks at a blind man and says, what do you need right now? Now, most of us would say, Jesus, it's obvious. The guy can't see anything. Come on, I thought you're the God of the universe. But that's not how God works. And I'm here to help you today because a lot of you aren't getting specific with God because you get this default and go, well, God knows and if he wants to answer it, he'll answer it. It's not how Jesus works. It's not how he works. What does he do? He says, listen, tell me what you want. What does he want from us? He wants this one word, confession. Confession is good for our soul when we learn to say out loud, what do we need Jesus to do? So I want to ask you a question over this next 21 days. What do you want Jesus to do for you? And I want you to think about it because in every area of your life, I want you to get specific. I don't want you to pray, oh, I just want blessings. No, 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 no. Get specific. What do you want God to do? Why do we get specific? Write it down your notes because it takes faith to get specific. Because listen, if you pray generic prayers, you have no clue if God answered them or not. Peace on earth. I guess he did it or not. But that's not how it works. I pray specific prayers. Here's my routine. My routine is the first of every month, which is today. I go through about six different areas where I write out specific needs, sometimes two to three in each of these areas. And I put it in your notes. 
things like spiritual needs, things that are relational needs. Then I put financial things that I'm going to God for this month, health things in my life, career, things that I want to do. And then, and then other, like other things in my life, miscellaneous. And I put prayer needs in there. You know what's amazing about this? It's because I get specific with it. And then at the first of next month, guess what I do? I go and look back at the prayer things that I prayed all month long and I can see only God could have done that. Only God could have done that. Only God could have done that. And I'm able to check off the, some of y'all, how many love to check off the list? Come on, somebody. That's how I do it. And I'm able to check it off and it gets, it builds my faith because I prayed specific. There's people, there's babies we've dedicated on this stage that were the result of specific prayers. There's marriages that have happened, specific prayers. The building that I'm in right now, this building right here was a specific prayer before we started the church. I prayed and I, I scoped out South Tampa and I said, okay, God, I want to start the church in South Tampa. And then I prayed a specific prayer, Lord. And this is before I knew the community. I said, Lord, I want you to give me a building on Dale Mabry between Gandhi and Kennedy. And I want it to be right there. Yeah. And that's, how I, pray. I wrote it down in my prayer journal eight years ago. Yeah. And guess what? There was no options. About six weeks before we launched, I was reminding the Lord, Lord, remember this prayer, this one right here, this one there. And then, and then the Lord opened up this door for us to have, uh, you know, use this, this uh, auditorium, use this theater. And then two or three years later, we get handed over the lease. Now we've got an incredible facility that's continually getting renovated. God answers specific prayers. Now I should have prayed that he gives us the whole plaza, but we'll, we'll keep praying. Come on, somebody. Get, get, get specific with God over these 21 days and watch how specific prayers get specific answers from a very powerful God. And he wants you to open your mouth and give him your prayers. Number two is don't just pray specific. Here's my challenge. And this one's going to push some of you guys to a limit is I want you to pray out loud. Now this is hard because it's like, Hey, let's all have a, uh, a moment of silence. Now, now, I'm not against moments of silence. Hear me out. Listen, everybody, love your location. I just don't think they work in any relationship. <laughs> Can you imagine date night? <laughs> hey, I'm so glad we finally get a date night. Best thing for a date night. A moment of silence. <laughs> Come on, some of y'all wanted to tell your spouse that for a long time. <laughs> I've tried it with my kids. I'm telling you, come on, let's do a moment of silence, children. It doesn't, doesn't work. It's not healthy for any relationship. Remember, Christianity is not a religion where we're sitting there trying to be distant from God. It is a relationship where we can come to God in relationship with him. And if it is a relationship, let's treat it like a relationship. And don't, don't sit there and do some silent things and go, well, God knows what I'm thinking. No, 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 no. There's power in opening up your mouth. I think this is powerful in this passage. It says it in verse 47. When he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, here's what he began to do. He began to send positive vibes. Is that what it says? He began to, good energy. We, we're on the same page, right? It's not what he did. It's not what he did. No, 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 no. But he began to. Shout, shout, shout. Why? Why? Write it on your notes. Because our words have power to change things. Things happen when we speak. And if you don't believe me, try being married and see what happens when you speak the wrong way to the person, right? 
Because our words have power, but our words also have power to correct and make things healthy. Words have so much power. And when you open your mouth, I want you to know your words in prayer can change things. It can change the atmosphere. It's important that you speak your prayers out loud. It might be something you've never tried before, but you're going to start trying it for 21 days of prayer. We're actually going to put it into practice in just a few minutes. And I think it's important. Look what the Bible says in Mark chapter 11. Jesus is speaking. and He says, have faith in God. He says, truly I tell you, if anyone does what? No, say it loud. Does what? He says to this mountain. Not not thinks about the mountain. Well, God knows what needs to happen to the mountain. God God, God can hear. No, 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 no. Speaks to this mountain. Here's the problem with so many people. Is you go, "Well, well, God knows what I'm thinking. I understand, but the mountain doesn't know what to do. The enemy can't read your thoughts, by the way. So when you speak your prayers out loud, let me tell you, it's not just God that hears them. It's the enemy. It's your surroundings. It's your situation. It's your spouse. It's something happens when we pray out loud. Things change in our life. He says, say say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and has no doubt in his heart, but believes it will happen. It will be done for them. It'll be done when we do it, when we open our mouth and speak. And let me just tell you, it works, it works, it works. You want to take your prayer life to the next level? Learn how to pray out loud. And here's one of the things. This is just a help from me to you. Ready? Because praying out loud also keeps me focused. Because I'm a little ADD, if you don't know. And I get a little distracted. I know some of you guys can just sit there and meditate for hours. I can't. So when I pray out loud, it, I, oh, oh, I'm praying, I'm praying. I can't think about that bug right now. I'm actually talking about the bug that's going towards the light. I can't, th- no, 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 Jesus, I'm thinking about you right now. I'm talking to you right now, the God of the universe. What does it do? It keeps me focused and I'm telling you, it makes a difference. So when you come in for 21 days of prayer, starting tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., when you come to one of our locations and pray, we do a little bit of a devotion. We sing one song and then you got about 40 minutes where you pray by yourself at one of our locations. And we turn the music super loud. So we've had people complain. They come up to me, they're like, Pastor, we are not here for the loud music. I'm here to pray. And I go, I understand that. I am not turning the music up loud to hype you up. I'm turning the music up loud to drown you out. I want you to be comfortable in the room to be able to speak out loud. And when you do that, I don't want to hear your needs. I don't want to hear what's going on in your life. It does something in the atmosphere when you pray your prayer out loud. Dads, can I just encourage you for a little bit? Just, just man to man, let me be uh, uh, just your pastor for a little, little bit. One of the most important things I do every day for my children is pray out loud over them every single day. Why? I speak God's word. I speak what God's going to do in their life. I declare his plans over them. I speak identity over them. And let me tell you, I'm not just sitting there going, Lord, you know what I'm thinking. Because God knows what's going on. That kid doesn't know. And that kid needs to hear his dad speaking over them. Parents, uh, spouses, this is why it's so important. Pray together. Speak God's word together. Over your, it'll take your prayer life to the next level. You're learning something, say yes. All right, number three. Here's the third one. Ready? I want you to not just pray specific. I don't want you to just pray out loud. I want you to pray boldly. Yeah. Boldly. Boldly. I uh, was doing it. We had a birthday party for one of my kids the other day. I have a lot of them. So pray boldly for my finances. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we were having a birthday party and one of the kids that was there, um, came up to me and said, Hey, we want to play this game. Can you give me $5? I said, where's your parents at? (laughs) Well, you know, you're the pastor and you know, you could tell my parents (laughs) to to give me the, I'm like, first of all, that, that's not how it works. 
I'm not going to your parents. Like, that's weird. Like, but let me just, and not to step on any toes, not to be weird, but that's how we've treated prayer so much. Hey, hey, you're the pastor. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, pastor. Can you go to God for me? I'm, I need a miracle in my life right now. And I'm sitting there going, your problem is not that you've messed up what prayer is. Your problem is you've messed up in realizing who you are. Because you're not a guest at the experience that has to go to the, to, the, to the person, to go to the dad, to get the result. No, you're the son. You're the daughter. You have access to the father that you can go to and you can get your needs met. That's why Hebrews tells us, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. He's not a mean father who's running, put you down. No, 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 no. He's a gracious father that wants to hear your prayers. And there we will receive his mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Can I encourage you? Listen, reach out to your friends to get prayer. Call the church and submit prayer requests. But the greatest thing you can do is get a boldness in you that I am a son and I am a daughter of God and I can go boldly to the throne of grace and God hears me and I can ask big prayer requests because of it. And we have to get to this place where we understand that God wants to listen to us and we can ask big requests because of that. That's what this guy did. Bartimaeus, many rebuked him. Hey, Bartimaeus, be quiet. Pipe down. Listen, Jesus doesn't have time for you. We have this weird idea. God's got too much on his plate. I think he can handle it. He can handle it all. And by the way, he can add your issue to it. Rebuked him all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up. Get on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing the cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. And Jesus says, so what do you want me to do? And notice the man's response. Well, if you have time, if you can get around to it, if you, if you, if you can squeeze out just a little bit of power, just, 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 I'm fine with glasses, just, just a little bit better sight than I have right now. We pray puny prayers, weak prayers. God, please help me get through this day. I just, I just got to get my bills paid. Do you not know that you serve a God who said he would provide all of your needs? Do you not know that, that he, he has the cattle on, on a thousand hills? He, he can provide whatever you're going through right now. We got to start praying bigger prayers, greater prayers. The guy said, no, I want to see. Every doctor says it's impossible. Every person says it's impossible. It's crippled my life, but I believe you can change it. And I'm thinking over the next 21 days, some people are going to get some guts to pray some prayers that they've given up on. They've given up and go, well, it seems impossible. Our God is a miracle working God. He can do the impossible in your life. You got to get a little boldness in you to ask. I remember the early days of the church. I just, I prayed weak prayers. God, please give us another Sunday. Just please let us get by. And then a couple of years ago, I remember the Lord challenged me. Church is growing. It was, some, some, it was awesome. We were seeing some cool stuff. It was in, in a time of prayer. And I'm sitting there laying down in an auditorium praying. And the Lord said, what do you want me to do? And I felt like in my mind, Lord, I want to see 10,000 people reached in 10 locations by our 10-year anniversary. And I wrote it down, 10K for Tampa Bay. And y'all have heard that vision. I've, I've given it for two years now. 
And, and I wrote that down and I just said, okay, God, that's my prayer list. That's, that's what I believe. And every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's overwhelming to me. We don't have the facilities. We don't have the people. We don't have the leaders. We don't have the money. We all of it looks impossible, but our God is big. I don't know what it is in your life. I just want you to dream bigger today. I want you to get beyond survival and into thriving in your Christian walk going, our God can do a miracle. And what if it's going to happen in the next 21 days? When we pray, God moves, things change, lives are transformed. We got to believe it again today, church. First John says it this way. This is the confidence that we have approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we asked of him. Look how Mark Batterson says it. I love this quote. Bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. God is not offended by your biggest dreams or your boldest prayers. He is offended by anything less. If your prayers aren't impossible to you, they are insulting to God. Wow. Mic drop moment right there. Can we just believe bigger? You've settled for a dysfunction that is far lower than anything God has planned for your life. You're like, just believe God. Start praying again. Start believing God again. What is that dream that's died? Keep praying, keep believing. And I'm believing as you write that thing down, as you get specific, as you pray out loud, as you believe boldly, things are going to change. Last and not least is this one. The, the final one, and it's this phrase, pray believing. And here's another word for it. It's pray trusting. It's pray trusting. Because we have to understand how this works in our life. And if you followed God for any amount of time, you've been through some 21 days of prayer where you've gotten to this place and gone, man, I, I, I've trusted God. I've prayed. And, and let me tell you, as your pastor, this is the hardest one out of there. Because I, I've gotten to a place where I can pray specific, and I, I'm praying specific for your needs, and I'm praying you know, out loud. It, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'll pray out loud on the airplane. I'm, I'm the weird guy, okay? I'll, I'll pray boldly, but this one's tough because I've laid hands on some, some sick people, and it didn't happen. Some of your friends, some of your family members prayed, prayed for them, and they died. Pray for little babies. Trusting God, believing God, praying. And it didn't happen. And what do you do in those situations? What do you do when you pray and you go through this season and you just don't get it? Because if you're not careful, let me just tell you this. Write it down your notes this way. The devil's greatest weapon against your prayer life is doubt. Can I just stay here for another minute? Just because it's important. Because if you don't know how God works then you will get frustrated and walk in doubt all the time when you don't see something happen that you thought should have happened. And you'll get angry and you'll get upset and you'll go, oh, another 21 days of prayer. I mean, I'm not trying to pray for that thing again. I prayed last time. It didn't work. Still single. Still don't have a child. I, the business still didn't grow. I still didn't get healthy. I, I still didn't get whole. And you'll get so frustrated by what didn't happen and you didn't realize how, how it works. James says it this way. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So let me remove all doubt in your life. When you pray, God does answer that request. Always. But I just want you to know, sometimes, and I don't understand it, sometimes that answer is no. Can I just remind you, he is not a genie in a bottle for us to get whatever we want. He is a God that we willingly 
lay down our lives to serve no matter the outcome. That's what this guy had. Can I just show you this one part of Bartimaeus' story I've never seen before as I was preparing this message for you guys. Bartimaeus, it said like this, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. And Bartimaeus realized, wait, 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 there's something more important than my physical eyesight. Because notice the disobedience in Bartimaeus. He did not go. (laughs) And that's the tenacity some of you guys need. That when Jesus answers your need, whether it's yes or no or wait, whatever it is he says in that situation to give you that answer in your life, here's what you do. You did the same thing Bartimaeus did. Immediately, he received his answer. And sometimes the answer's good. Sometimes the answer's bad. But guess what he did after that? No matter the answer, he followed Jesus along the road. This is the life of prayer. It's a life of faith saying, you know what, God? If you give me the answer and it's a good one, I'm going to follow you. If you give me the answer and it's one I don't understand and won't understand until eternity, I'm still going to follow you. If he gives you the money, I'm following him. If he doesn't give me the money, I'm still following him. If he heals my body, I'm going to follow him. If he doesn't heal my body, I'm still going to follow him. If he he delivers my kids, I'll follow him. If he doesn't deliver them, I'm still going to follow him. I'm not here for the answer. I'm here for the person. We are followers of Jesus. Can you give a better praise than that today, church. So sometimes you're going to pray and you're going to get the answer you want. Keep following Jesus. Sometimes you're going to pray. It's not going to work out the way you want it to be. Keep following Jesus. Because the miracle that that guy received was not sight, it was salvation. It's I'm now connected to Jesus. I promise you this, after many days of good prayer requests being answered and some not, the journey of following Jesus is worth it. So I don't know about you, but I want you to believe God for some big things over these next 21 days. So I want you to do me a favor right there in your seat. Every single person at every location has got a gray card right in the front of their seat. I want you to grab that gray prayer card. It says prayer right on it. And I want every single person at every location to take it out. Because now we are a church that's not here to just inspire you. We're here to practically apply the message. So I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to give you about 20 seconds. And I want you to flip that card over. You've already thought of something in those six areas that I brought up earlier. But this is something you're going to turn in. You're going to turn it in today on your way out at every location. You can drop it. There'll be buckets on the way out. Or you can drop it in the offering bin. Or you can drop it in the gray tent on the way out. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take the next 15 seconds and I want you to get bold, think big, and I want you to get specific. I want you to get specific with God. What is the miracle you need in your life these next 21 days? And I want you to write it out. Because I'm believing that over these next 21 days, we're going to have hundreds, if not thousands of people lay hands on each of those cards. We're going to believe God for miracles over it. And I don't know why, but something happens when we pray and we get close to Jesus, miracles break out. 15 more seconds right out that need right there in your life ten more seconds come on put it in there be specific with it 
Amen. All right, can we practice the sermon right now? You got specific? You're getting bold? We're, we're going to believe God and we're going to trust Him, but we're going to do the one that's going to take you out of your comfort zone probably harder than ever. Let's stand to our feet. And nobody moving around for just a second. Everybody stand to your feet at every location. All right, this is going to be a little tough, but I think it's going to be powerful, all right? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to practice the message right now. We're going to take whatever that need is. You're not going to get, listen, I'm not your answer. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm a finite being with lots of issues. Jesus is the answer. And he's asking you right now, what do you want me to do for you? So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take that prayer need, and we're going to go into a make, making every single auditorium across Tampa Bay, even right there in your living room. We're going to make it into a prayer room right now. Is that okay with you? So take that prayer need right now. Come on, submit it up to heaven. Just hold it right up to heaven right now. And would you do me a favor? Would you begin to open your mouth and begin to ask God for a miracle in that situation? Lord, we pray all over Tampa Bay. Come on, relate your voices and ask them. Say, God, we pray for miracles in these situations. Lord, healing in bodies, breakthrough in finances. Lord, and I see your church. I see thousands of people who desperately need you to come through for them. So we raise our voices together and we pray, God, would you bring a miracle in this situation? And over the next 21 days, we trust you. We believe you. We boldly come to you knowing you can do miracles in Jesus' name. We pray and everybody believes it says, come on, let's sing it one more time. thing before anybody moves around and everyone in locations. The greatest miracle you can ever experience is not a healing in your body. It's not a financial breakthrough. It's the salvation of your souls. And I'm telling you, we are lost and separated sinners away from God. But God, who is rich in mercy, sent Jesus 2,000 years ago. And he died on that cross for your sins and for mine. And this is a life of faith that we have chosen to say we're putting our trust in him. And I believe today's your day. And how do you start it? You start that relationship with God. It's an act of faith, and you do it through speaking. The Bible says, confess your sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. It starts with our, our mouth. So we're going to have that moment right now where we can pray a prayer together. That really the prayer, it's not what's important. It's meaning it from your heart. This is your day of salvation. If that's you today, you say, Aaron, I'm not following God, but I want to. Today's my day. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm coming towards him just like Bartimaeus did. I'm not going to try to do it on my own. I'm going to go to Jesus. I'm giving him my life, and I'm going to go all in with Christ. If that's you today, on the count of three, throw up that hand. This is your day of salvation, no matter what location you're at. One, two, three. Come on, throw up that hand. That's you all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, give it up for those that just made the best decision of their life in every location. It's a big deal. So why don't we pray this prayer? Let's pray it out loud together. Say, dear Jesus. Oh, come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive my sin, my past, 
my present, and my future. For the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's celebrate dozens of lives that were just changed for eternity. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.